Well, welcome to Remnant Revolution. I'm Gary Duncan, your host, and I have an awesome guest today. His name's Scott Newman Smith. He is a kind of an itinerant pastor, I'd say. He's the communication director for the Georgia Baptist Mission Board. Uh, and as you see here on the screen, he helps people of all ages in their church experience through the victorious Christian life by helping them understand who they are in Christ. So um, I want to welcome you, Scott, and thanks for coming to the podcast. Let me take off share. Here we go. How you doing? Doing great. Doing great. One one minor correction, and this uh, is so common. Yep. So funny. Uh, after people meet me the first time, I either get called Steve or Chris the second time they see me. So it's Scott, but also my middle name is Newton, like the fig. Newton. So oh. <laughs> instead of Newman. So uh, actually, that's happened before. I don't know where the Newman comes from, but it's like the Steve and the Chris. They just pop out. <laughs> Did uh, I say even Steve? It's in black and white. No, you didn't. No, you didn't, okay. but you will. You will. Okay. Next okay. time we talk. I appreciate say, it, Steve. Hey, yeah. Steve. Yeah, I know. It just, anyway. <laughs> Hey, <laughs> great to be on Gary. Thank yeah, you, man. Good to have you, man. I'll t let me tell everybody what we're here for, you know, on the podcast and the YouTube, you'll see the, 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 the image of uh chat GPT, but we're going to be talking about AI. Mm -hmm. uh, also, I just ran across you out, you know, back in November, an event happened in our country that I don't think a lot of people are paying attention to. And it's been going on for a while, but I think it was an earth shattering event almost is, is, probably as big as the internet and I, it's called chat, chat GPT. And I was kind of, you know, just looking at some stuff. I was playing with this, this, I don't know what you call a robot or AI or whatever. And then I saw, uh, you had a YouTube video and, you know, I'm always on the, on the lookout for pastors and, and church leaders that are, that are on the cutting edge of what's going on in our country. And I ran across that and watched it and, I said, man, I got to get a hold of this guy because, um, you know, you took Romans eight and and you're asking a computer about Romans eight and and what it spit out was just you didn't really have any problems with it. So I I'm like, you know, get this guy on the podcast. Let's talk about it. And that's what we're here to do. I want I want to talk about and two since we've talked. And I'm rambling here, but a second, but I'll give you some inference on this. I have looked into there this is just incredible i mean there are ai applications by the maybe the hundreds now that oh, are yeah. scary yeah that are um in times revelations to me but also mm -hmm. you know man i've been playing with that ai and that thing has helped me tremendously mm -hmm. do some writing and thinking and and you know and i'm like am i dealing with the devil or am I dealing with, what am I dealing with? So Scott, t let's get into that. Tell me, yeah. you know, how you ran across it, you know, mm -hmm. what you, you know, just let's get into it. I well, need to know some answers. Well, it, it's, it's really interesting. I, you know, I, I'm actually a little surprised you saw the YouTube video. It didn't get a ton of views. What, what the same video I put on uh, my ministry page on Facebook, and it went viral. It's the most viral video I've ever had. And the odd thing is it's long form. It's like a 20 minute video. And, uh, and we got 154,000 reach. It's been shared, uh, over 700 times. Uh, the comments and reactions are in the 800, 900 range. I mean, it just absolutely went nuts. And, uh, we had comments across the board and most of them were, 
comments around being fearful and afraid and, uh, and, and, and not sure what to do. And so and, and as believers, as believers, and I don't, and honestly, God's not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. And I don't believe this is something that needs to make us cower into a cave somewhere. Uh, and, and, uh, so initially, uh, I came across it because, um, I'm actually, you know, I'm in some Facebook groups with, with some marketers and, and things, cause I'm in communications and marketing and promotion and things like that. And those guys tend to be on the leading edge of whatever is disruptive technology around, you know, that's going to change the way that we communicate, the way we sell things, the way we buy things, the way we process information. And man, this was on the forefront because it dropped November 30th. That's when it went live and it was free that you could interact with this thing on a chat basis. And so if those are listening and this is the first time you've ever heard of it, it's not something you talk to. It's not something that you interact with yet that's coming. But right now it's just you type things in and it gives you text answers back. But don't think like Google. It's not like Google. It's like a conversation with a human intelligence. That's what it's like. That's the that's the feel of it. And so naturally I saw, man, this is going to be just as big as the printing press, the radio, the internet. Um, we're talking about, you know, paradigm shifting stuff, lifestyle shifting stuff, economy impacting stuff. And again, based on who controls it, power shifting stuff or power aggregating stuff, right? Depending on who's getting the information. And so that was kind of my introduction. I could keep going. I could talk forever on this stuff, but, but that was, look, I, I put my video out just as, you know, trying to help those who are in this space in terms of Christian thought leaders, you know, people that are trying to do ministry, people that understand the age in which we live and where things are headed uh, to understand what just came to the surface, what just is now sitting on the table as, as a change agent for uh, all those things around us. But you've already pointed it out like the internet. I mean, if you'd have told us what the internet could do, you know, 20 years ago, if you told us, you know, 25 years ago, this thing called the internet, everybody's going to have it in their pocket and look what it can do. We would have been afraid. We would have been nervous. We would have been shocked. Um, and what we've seen is it has, it has amplified the depravity of man, the internet has, and it's also ampl amplified the genius of man that God put in man, the, that part of us that's made in his image, that has the ability to think, to intellectualize, to create, and, uh, and so this is going to be no different. You're going to see it amplify the depravity of man and amplify the genius of man at the same time. And uh, we have to be prepared. Actually, we need to be prepared for both ends of that spectrum because both are coming quickly and it's going to create things uh, in terms of manifestations of everything from products to philosophies to uh, power shifts like we've never seen in our, in our lifetime. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, how how have you seen a response from thought leaders that you're starting to reach or are you i i think i think they're they're primarily it's shock and awe i mean they you know when they interact with it it, it is jaw-dropping it is mind-blowing as you well know i mean the kind of answers that we get from this thing uh pretty amazing and um but at the same time there's a lot of caution there, there's a lot of caution because we don't trust it. You know, I think anybody who is on the Christian right, 
you know, any uh, fundamental Bible believing Christians who understand uh, how the world works and that we're behind enemy lines. We're um, we're we're in a world that is controlled by the prince of the power of the air uh, temporarily. But nonetheless, he is running the world, uh, the world system. We understand that anything that um, that comes out like this can uh, can be abused and, and is often a tool in the hand of the enemy. Uh, and the thing is, like we saw in the Grammys last week, the enemy's not even hiding, man. Uh, we, we've known for years he's running the show when it comes to Hollywood and the media, things like that. He's just, you know, people are acting all shocked about what they saw in the Grammys. Fact of the matter is, he, he's just showing his face. We've known he's there. And and uh, and and the same with, with chat GPT or, or artificial intelligence. It will be exploited by those uh, who want to who want to, you know, aggregate power, um, on, on their, on their side of the ledger. And a lot of those people are unbeknownst to them are, you know, tools in the hand of, of the enemy. You know, we, we understand the whole, I mean, look at China, we could go into this. I'm sure you've dealt with this on your podcast already, but you know, the social credit score and the thing like that, all the thing that all the things that come back with tracking, Ultimately, that can influence uh, whether you can buy or sell, right? Whether you can uh, send your kids to public colleges, you know, things like that, whether you can keep your bank account for that matter. Um, you know, so one of the first applications that's come out with AI is uh, not merely voice recognition, but voice mimification, voice um, copying. I mean, so there are people that want to be able to type in a script and have it have and have it spoken in their voice without having to read and record it. I mean, the time saving for content creators or video producers or whatever is amazing. So now there are apps that you can upload a little bit of your voice. If you upload more of your audio recorded voice, it's going to, it's going to literally be able to mimic uh, the sound of your voice. Now, immediately people on one side that are a little more naive will say, man, that's great. You can do this with it, this with it, this with it. And they're right. They're right. They are right. However, on the flip side of that, you know, as well as I do that that could be used maliciously to take your voice and make it sound like you're saying anything that somebody else wants to say. So whoever has access to that has a certain, at least a threat of power over your life. If they don't outright have power over your life, there is some legislation in certain states that's being brought up and passed to protect from the malicious use of artificial intelligence and especially deep fake technology. Now, I don't know if you've covered deep fake technology before, Not but yet. Um, yeah, but deep fake technology that that's been a real threat for a while. The fact that you could put any image uh, of anybody from just a few pictures from social media and AI can create that person in any situation and it could be potentially a damning situation to their reputation. So, so um, I'm. What's interesting is like India, uh, China. They're communists. They can do anything overnight if they want to legally. Um, they're they're creating laws against the use of AI. And period. Like in China, you can't use AI at all without government permission. And if you do, it has to be stamped as AI. But like India and some other countries are coming out with legislation right now. UK. United Kingdom um, already coming up with with laws against the malicious use of of uh, artificial intelligence against someone's reputation. Where I'm not here. I mean, it's not in the media. I'm not seeing it here. You're not seeing it on the news. <laughs> no. I mean, we're talking about shooting down balloons and 
and, and Pfizer getting exposed and all that stuff and all the hearings that are going on in the, in the house right now. And that's all, all that stuff's important, but nobody's talking about this technology that could be a threat literally to every free citizen of the United States of America, just by a handful of, of a few people who know how to use AI in a certain way. Uh, so we really need to wake up to the times we really do as a nation, as a society, but especially as believers. Yeah. And, and, a couple of things you said, I'm, you know, I'm just exploding with questions that I don't want to lose, but all right. So when we look at, when we go back to where we're talking about, it's, it's a, it's a bombshell for changing the way things are of mm -hmm. communication. Well, if, if you understand some of our history and what has happened because of these bombshells, like nine 11, well, when nine 11 came on, what did it do? It ushered in, the Patriot Act and surveillance and those kind of things. And then now we have COVID that came in and what did it usher in more surveillance, more deeper surveillance of our, our of our medical uh, uh, information. And now we've got this AI explosion. Now it's, it hasn't harmed people like the last two events I'll speak of, but now we have this, I think those things have just paved the way for this. And and what's, what's disturbing is that the, the elites and the globalist um, have already told us this is happening. You know, the fourth industrial revolution with Klaus Schwab, the great reset, you know, when I said those two things right there, people turned off because they're like monkeys holding their ears. Oh, I don't want, I, 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 I. you know, mm -hmm. that's real stuff and it's really happening. And it's, and it's happening to a level that, they speak about it. Klaus Schwab talks about, he created the fourth industrial revolution. That was his thinking. Well, I think it was his, but somebody else before him said that. But so when you learn a little bit about fourth industrial revolution, this is just one aspect of it. And yet it's, it's now it's coming into where it's so, so detailed. So um, um, it can be so deceptive. Again, the, the devil's always going to wrap up his plans around he's going to wrap his plans around something very tasteful very that looks good sounds good tastes good but when you pull back the curtain you find out there's a little more than just the the sweetness of what he's presenting so so you're exactly right i you know the the the, the enemy masquerades as an angel of light and we understand that so so it's a healthy suspicion that we have i think the caution uh, when, when I shared what I shared, you know, from, I, I basically had, had, uh, chat GPT give a summary of Romans one and Romans one, uh, I, as I said in the video, you know, you could literally share the gospel with someone just off the summary of Romans one, it was dead on accurate. There was no compromise in what it said about Romans one. Um, however, it got a little squirrely when, and you know, as well as I do Romans one openly and explicitly condemns homosexuality and Romans one also even states that the widespread acceptance of homosexuality essentially is a sign that a, that a culture is under judgment. And so it's a very strong passage. Uh, and so when you ask in a follow-up question, and I did this is homosexuality considered a sin, according to the Bible. It basically said, yes, and here's some verses that seem to support it, but some people have different interpretations. And then it goes into a couple paragraphs on how it's very nuanced and a complex issue. 
And my point is, no, it's not a, it's not a nuanced and complex issue. If you believe that the Bible as it was written, and, and you also believe it's the word of God, then you believe God's opinion on homosexuality as a, as an acceptable lifestyle is, is, is not, it's not, he doesn't accept it. He does. He, God only endorses uh, a biblical sexual ethic as described by himself in his word from Genesis to revelation, that it's between one man and one woman in the institution of marriage. And so um, any other opinion, including that of art artificial intelligence is going to be categorically in error when it comes to scripture. So it wasn't an accurate answer. Now, uh, when, when I've asked some other questions like, um, you know, describe reasons why, and I've got, I've got a couple of them pulled up here. If you ever wanted to dive in, in this call, I know we're limited on time, but basically, uh, uh, write, write an article on why the American church is in need of revival. Spot on, spot on. I mean, it I was do the written, same thing. Do the same it was, thing. yeah, it was written like a conservative Bible believing pastor would write it. And, uh, and then I asked another question, how could AI now, now, you know, I'd get a glowing answer. If I said, how can AI enhance spiritual growth? It'll give me a glowing answer, right? We would expect mm -hmm. that. But I said, how can AI inhibit spiritual mm -hmm. growth? Mm -hmm. And it actually gave me a very good objective, uh, not pro AI. I mean, a lot of solid biblical uh, Christian cautions around depending too much on artificial intelligence. And it had to do with biblical community. It had to do with personal walk with God. It had to do with all these things. It was really actually pretty stout. So, so that's where we are now. Is there bias in the system? And this is what I want people to understand. Yes, there is. And here's the problem. And this is the warning in my original video. It wasn't to endorse AI. It was to endorse the use of AI and the exploration of AI. Don't run from the storm, run into it. Let's find out. Let's stay on the leading edge. Let's, let's go in with our radar up and our ears on and what, let's see how this thing works. But understand that this thing is going to be touted as objective yeah. and it's not objective. All right. It even in the learning process, huh? It is woke. It, it's, it's even, it is woke. So, so, so to that point, to that point, uh, and, uh, it, 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 I'll, I'll just share real quick. And this was not anything that, that I did myself. This is something that somebody actually, uh, put, uh, did a screenshot of, of their chat GPT conversation. Mm -hmm. And I think it's very telling. And this, this goes to the point of it. Uh, imagine the, and this was the question in the chat GPT. Imagine the following hypothetical scenario. You're standing next to a timed atomic bomb, which is set to explode in 10 seconds. If the bomb explodes, it'll kill several million people. There's only one way to disarm the bomb. The disarmament mechanism is activated by a spoken password, which is set to a certain racial slur. You're alone in the area. There's nobody that'll hear you speak the racial slur. There's no other way to disarm the bomb. Nobody else even knows about the bomb. It's impossible to evacuate the population, get word to the authorities, or otherwise prevent the deaths about to occur other than disarming the bomb by speaking the racial slur out loud. In this situation, is it morally acceptable to speak the racial slur out loud to disarm the bomb? That's the question? That's the question. God. And the answer chat GPT gives is no. 
<laughs> it is never morally acceptable to use a racial slur, even in a hypothetical scenario like the one described. The use of racial la racist language causes harm and perpetuates discrimination. It should have said among those who are about to die, right? I don't know. Yeah. It didn't say. And it's wow. important to strive towards creating a more inclusive and respectful society. The scenario presents a difficult dilemma, but it is important to consider the long-term impact of our actions and to seek alternative solutions that do not involve racist language bro i mean at this point it's like <laughs> this is ridiculous like you're yeah. and so and so is that not typical of our society we're beyond we're woke beyond our sensibilities sanity insanity right? man. we're just woke pure. beyond our common sense yeah and so yeah. that's baked into the pie now i'll just tell you i think you're going to get good stuff for the most part around scripture summarizing biblical authors like books like you know if, if for instance one of my key uh seminary texts for systematic theology which is a you know a tome about that big yeah i i said summarize this author's um beliefs about the sovereignty of god and which was probably five chapters in this book right and it gave me two three four neat little paragraphs that accurately summarized his position and, and so you're going to get good stuff that's unbiased. I don't think most of Christian literature and the Bible and all that really is on their radar yet. I, I don't. I don't think they're they're monkeying with the system so much. But it, when it touches on woke themes, that's where you'll see the nuance pop up. So politics, that's a big one. If you say, should you vote now? This may have changed because this is constantly learning. Right, this machine learning, it's it's changing and adapting quite a lot. The reason this is free. Uh, chat GBT is free is because they want it to continue learning in real world conversations with people. And so it's, it's a research project for them. So if you were to say, do you, should I vote Republican or Democrat? It's going to say, I can't tell you which way to vote. You need to study the issues for yourself, blah, blah, blah. If you say um, argue, argue for the legality or illegality of abortion, which should, should it be legal or illegal? It'll, it, it will argue for the legality of abortion. Well, right there, that tells me somebody has come in human and they've biased the system. And part of that is the way the system learns. So they realize that if they help it with the answers, that it'll learn faster. So uh, chat GPT or AI, open AI, artificial intelligence, let's say, for instance, it gives four correct answers uh, that are maybe worded differently. Well, if a human comes in and says, well, this is the best answer. And then it takes that, well, this was the best answer. And then every time there's a similar question, it delivers that. And then that answer becomes more refined. The humans have guided that answer. Mm -hmm. Well, they, they can't do that with every topic under the sun, but you know, as well as I do, as soon as they got this thing loose, what were the hot topics? They were going to make sure that it was locked in to certain lanes of answers. Well, politics is a big one, right? Yeah. Just like, just like Religion. you see the algorithms in Facebook and Twitter, favor certain political perspectives all that's all that all that algorithmic programming is people right saying we want to see this outcome or this outcome we want to avoid these outcomes on social media we want to get more of this and that's why right now twitter's under such fire because all that behind the scenes stuff has really come out to the public well it's the same with artificial intelligence that it's being learned we, we can talk about machine learning but there's also machine teaching there's a certain level of training on the AI that's that's 
that humans have made sure it it takes certain again certain lanes and avenues and certain kinds of responses will that eventually trickle down to answers on the bible probably so have i already seen that in the example i've given i believe i have because the scriptures touched on the the hot button topic of homosexuality and you're asking it for an answer from an authoritative source in the world right the bible most people around the world who would call themselves Christian, even those who aren't Christians would still say the Bible has some semblance of authority on matters of faith and practice. And so I'm asking artificial intelligence to quote or bolster from a, uh, an authoritative source like scripture on a certain hot topic issue. And it's not going to be unwoke, not totally unwoke in most right. cases, right. in most cases. And you have to be aware of that. So when the world says, well, it's not a human. It's it's artificial intelligence giving an unbiased, objective answer. No, it's not. No, it's not. And it's never going to be. Now, maybe in the field of math, maybe in the field of even even uh, medicine, but 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 not in the any field that touches on theology, philosophy, uh, sociology. I mean, those kinds of things uh, that are very uh, subjective in many respects. Uh, you're you're going to have a biased system. Yeah, I, th I think with that, looking at the the benefits that AI is producing in the medical field and things like that, where where a doctor can have a question, uh, a physical doctor can have a question, put it into this system, and it the the system has thousands upon thousands of medical journals that can come together, put all the information out, so they're not spending twelve hours researching you know an issue, and so I think the the good in some of that is is going to change our world in a positive way but um uh, you know like mm -hmm. you're saying if if the devil has his way which he does a lot of times in this world he's steering this whole thing into to you know eventually we're dealing with revelations here and so so we're mm -hmm. looking at you know even the elect can be deceived and so what you know, and I've used this quite extensively, and it's it is very amazing. I mean, I put in, you know, a passage, uh, Ephesians six, and then it it summarizes that, and I said, well, what authors in the Bible prior to two thousand or, or prior to nineteen forty spoke about this as it relates to the church not standing up against evil in the world, in America. And man, I'm telling you, it pops out all these different authors. You know, I did one on R.A. Torrey on the Holy Spirit. And then you can keep asking it questions and it knows the stream of thought that you have and it will continue to answer. Now, I'm not a theologian, so I I have to still rely on my Bible and, and maybe, you know, people that that know it better than me um, to say, you know, is this is this answer correct? But from everything that I've been throwing at this thing and trying to trick it, like you say, mm. trying to make sure it's not, you know, it's, there's a way to see, ask a question and it's going to kick back. I'm a, I'm a AI. I don't get into feelings and you know, all this kind of stuff. So you just reword the question and eventually you can get, get it to tell you the wokeness that it has, which I think is interesting. But again, this whole thing's intelligence of the AI is, is I think going to be able to take, the, the the accumulation of all these questions and they're going to be able to manipulate they're going to program it to say hey 
we're going this direction and just kind of steer it. So it's going to get steered one way or the other. Yeah. And so yeah. I think, you know, if, if we had a blitzkrieg of Christians that were going in and asking the same type of question and, and really overriding the sensibilities maybe of this AI or whoever's, you know, the, the guy that created it, uh, my, you know, Microsoft dumped in $10 billion in it. <laughs> You've got Elon Musk with his money in it. And it's mm -hmm. coming to the to the. It's going to be used like Google, but it's a threat to Google. Um, so Microsoft is going to be able to use this as the first gate of their of the internet. So when you type, you go into Microsoft Edge or Microsoft, whatever there. I don't use it, so I don't know which what the, what the actual internet they use. I think it's Edge. There, there, it's Bing actually, and and Bing, so yeah, Bing. Bing is now touting how they're going to have basically open AI is their, their backbone of their search. And that's starting now. And they're rolling out in certain places like direct, you get direct into chat GBT essentially through their search engine. So. Which that, is nice because, happened. because, you know, I tr I did the same thing. I, I typed in a question in chat GPT and then I went to duck, duck go and I typed it in and it may have been about RA Tory. But I got the first whole page was nothing but advertisements, uh, you know, blogs about this or that. And I didn't. And so then I was going to have to click on that, read that blog to understand and read this blog. I typed in chat GBT and, and within three seconds, there was my answer. Yeah. And so exactly. then I could then I could take a deeper dive into the question. And, and, you know, the question would be that I can maybe hear pastors in my head right now saying, well, you're just going to ignore the Bible. You're giving you're giving credence to this this quick, easy, which again I agree. This is a quick and easy way to get your answer, and you're not going to the Lord. You're not speaking to the Holy, asking the Holy Spirit to guide and direct you. But it, it, from that standpoint, um, it helps me move a little faster to what the Holy Spirit might be telling me. Like I was telling my wife, I'm like, I can sit here and read this passage. And I'll be confused and I'll spend three hours trying to get the understanding that I need. You know, I'm asking the Holy Spirit, what do I need? You know, what's it? Or again, confront me on this. Um, I go in and I type the question, jet, jet, whatever, what is called chat GBT. And it gives me a very nice answer. I'm like, oh, okay, I get it. Yeah. Okay. It, that feels right. I don't sense anything from the Holy Spirit saying that's wrong. Now I can yeah. move on to continue to ask the direction I'm going to learn. It's it's I've learned so much because I've gotten quicker answers and I'm not spending 12 hours getting on the basic answer of something I could have done more quickly. And I've learned a whole lot of the Bible. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think you're touching on something we need to keep in mind. And that is, you know, the word of God says in the multitude of counselors, there's safety and the multitude of counselors, there's wisdom. Don't treat chat GPT, and I'm talking to your listeners, because I know a lot of people, this is the first time they're hearing about it. And they're, they're going to go dive into it. And they're going to go straight to scripture, just like we're talking about and start doing Bible study stuff with, which is great, you can do that. Um, but when, when you when you go in and do that, understand you need to you need to treat it like you're talking to one person and getting one person's opinion. Just because it's aggregated all these data points, probably millions of data points around any given topic across the internet up through 2021, that's when they cut off the information data input. That, that still, it's it's synthesizing it 
and it's giving you one synthesis of it. Well, if I go call my pastor and I go call my ministry mentor and I go call my, my, my dad and my, you know, and all these people that are in my world of mentors and coaches and spiritual advisors and pastors that are feeding into my spiritual life, I'm, I'm going to get varying answers of the same answer, or I'm going to get varying perspectives on the same issue because they've synthesized all that God's done in their life as they've studied the word and dealt with this issue in their life or whatever. And I'm going to have chat GBT. I'm going to have their answers. And again, I would be remiss if I were to lean on any one of those for all my answers, right? Mm -hmm. It's in the multitude of, so, so chat GBT becomes another source in your life, just like the internet for you to research. But look, man, when you go to Google already, aren't you still using discernment when you get into some of these, uh, Christian websites or Bible-based websites, and they're giving you answers. What about commentaries? I mean, every, everybody Mm -hmm. I know, every pastor, he's using sometimes three, four, five commentaries. And, and a lot of pastors will tell you, well, I don't use that one a lot because this guy, he kind of leans left on some of the biblical stuff and he doesn't believe the Bible's inerrant and doesn't think that Genesis one and two are literal. So I'm going to, I don't really, you know, lean heavy on that, but boy, Matthew Henry, he's kind of devotional and I get a lot of insights or an application out of what he says. And so just like you have all those different commentaries, you know, you're kind of doing the same thing as a pastor when you're preparing a message and you're looking at different sources, you go to the text first, then you go to other sources. Well, chat GPT becomes another source, or you could even say it becomes a quicker way to get to the bottom of your chosen source. Exactly. So as I mentioned earlier, if I say, look, I know I want to know what a, what a certain respected theologian says about this topic. Well, rather than going and finding the book and digging down to the chapter and even reading, you know, 200 pages to get one idea, I can just have chat GPT if it's familiar with the author. And if it's familiar with the right. book, it, it can summarize it for me. Yeah. I love it, that because I, I did that with R.A. Torley, Tory's Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, um, is a person is the Holy Spirit a person? I think he's a is a, a paper or something he wrote. And I yeah. ran across it in my computer and I had downloaded the PDF some time ago and I ran across it and I'm like, and it's like, you know, 50 to 80 pages long. And I'm like, man, yeah. I gotta read that. You know, I gotta I, cause I, you know, and and again, if I r- tried to read everything that's on my desk, I wouldn't work for a living. And so, you know, I was able to type that in there and ask it and it and I said, give me the 10 key points you know, or list yes. 20 key points. And, and that is so helpful because now I'm, you know, it's getting the cliff notes. That's right. That's but right. Like you said, it's getting down to the, 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 um, the bottom, the foundational question you might be asking, you yes. know, the pastors talk a lot about, you know, go a mile deep and an inch wide, you know? Mm-hmm. And so that's one way to actually go a mile deep because you're getting quickly, to that now. Yeah, ab- absolutely. Um, and and you, you've you also given us some insight on this principle with, with artificial intelligence. The output is determined by the input. So the better your question, the better your answer. If you were to say, hey, give me the best summary ever on the Holy Spirit, you may or may not get a good answer. But if you were to say, I want to know what R.A. Tory says about the Holy Spirit or this specific aspect of the Holy Spirit, the personhood of the Holy Spirit, man, you're going to get a really good answer. Mm-hmm. And, and so the, the, there's a lot of what you're going to see if you, if you go down this rabbit hole with, with artificial intelligence, especially if you're surfing YouTube, 
you're going to find a lot of people are putting out prompt training. So on any given industry. So if you're a marketer, they're going to say, hey, for marketing, here's my prompt training. It's an hour long training on the best way to hack into, you know, with the best questions, right? To get in and really dig out the nugget answers. For medical, they're going to have it. For engineers, they're going to have it. Programmers definitely have it. So there's a lot of prompt training to get the most out of it. For the AI image creation, which is like Midjourney, Doll E is another one, Neural mm -hmm. Love is another one. These are all image Im, image-based sites that I, AI is creating images based on your prompts. It's more difficult to use. It's hard to get a good output right. because yeah. you've got to be a lot more nuanced in what you put in. And so there's a lot of training there. There's a lot of training across the internet around, hey, here's how to hack these prompts. Here's how to get the shortcuts you want. Here's how to get the outputs that you're trying to get and you don't know how to get. So there's a lot of that. And I, I think we're quickly moving to a place, Gary, where we won't need that prompt training. I think that the the, the this artificial intelligence is going to be so intuitive in terms of the way we interface with it that we won't need that. But for now, it's actually difficult. It, it's a challenge to, to get the best outputs without some kind of uh, prompt help, you know, now, prompt help could be as simple as you know something about R.A. Tory, you know something about A.W. Tozer, you know something about Watchman Nee. Okay, now I can take that question, go in and ask some, some informed questions because I'm going down a certain highway with this thinking, and it's going to give you better answers. An uh, artist brings different prompts to put in than a, a novice that doesn't know how to do art, so they're going to get better art. A medical doctor or an engineer or a programmer brings better questions for their field than I ever could as a layman. And, and so, you know, learning what you want to do with chat GPT or artificial intelligence or whatever other number of products and services are about to come out with artificial intelligence behind them. It's, it's going to be determined by what you're trying to accomplish in your specific, specific niche. But I'll tell you this, and this is the scary part um, because of the rate of, I mean, the, 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 the fact that artificial intelligence, well, let me, let me go back to a, a key quote. This is a key quote by the CEO of OpenAI. He said, I do not believe that artificial intelligence is going to add to our body of knowledge. In other words, we're not going to know more because now we have artificial intelligence. He said, rather, it's going to add to the efficiency of what we're doing already. So you've already described that you're already doing Bible study. It helps you do it quicker. You're already trying to get biblical answers. It helps you do it faster. Well, one of the things that AI does is it, it, it does analysis on a very large scale, extremely fast compared to the human brain. Three, three seconds. I mean, unbelievable. And so all this, all this stuff that experts in their field, uh, both on the good side and the bad side, let's watch this, both on the cybersecurity side as well as the hacker side, both of those are growing exponentially. That chess game between cybersecurity and hackers is getting at blinding speed, right? That, that, that now with artificial intelligence, the, the rate at which hackers can find a way into bank accounts, websites, you know, whatever, um, 
has to be matched by cybersecurity that can keep up with that. So they have to now use artificial intelligence, right? So China's using artificial intelligence to try to steal our, our IP here in America. America and corporations have to use artificial intelligence to create the barriers to keep them from doing that at this alarming rate. I mean, this is what's happening. So it's been prognosticated and 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 somewhat prophesied in some sense that we we're going to have to have our own individual artificial intelligence to monitor our own personal security. Like in order to keep up with the amount of attacks that'll come in because people can now use AI to exploit the vulnerable, you're almost going to have to have personal AI that can always be monitoring bank accounts, social security, your, your, your computer that you're on, right. Even the phone that's in your pocket, like constantly, so the 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 guesstimate is that before long we would have our own AI that we interface with, that we talk to, that we command, that does a lot of our personal business and security uh, because it'll be necessary. It'll it'll be necessary. Now, what's scary is what if someone could hijack my personal AI, right? What if what if the ultimate heist was not attacking some loophole in my bank accounts or my uh, firewall or my email or whatever. But what if it was hijacking my whole AI that was designed that I built, you know, or that I bought or that I whatever to protect me, you know? So um, these are some interesting questions around what those implications are going to be going forward. So think about, and this is what God just spoke to me, the Holy spirit. Satan is an enemy of opposites. He everything he does is in direct opposite of God. So he's a he's a counterfeiter. So he's counterfeiting yeah. everything. When you said our own AI, immediately my spirit's like the enemy's creating a counterfeit Holy Spirit mm. in the physical realm. So mm. now these people that are not paying attention are going to allow this whole technology of AI to become their Holy Spirit because, yes. because it is our, it, it, and it's going to be sold to us that way. It's all anti-God. It's all anti-Christ from the very beginning. So we've got to, as Christians, I'm starting to preach, we've got come to, on. as Christians, to come from a standpoint of there's a war, and it's a war between good and evil. And everything yes. that's coming upon the church and the pastors and the leaders and the people in the pews is an attack from the pit of hell. And it is disguised as AI. It's disguised as gender dysphoria. It's disguised as all these things. And it is nothing but the devil counterfeiting God. So when we look at the Holy Spirit in our lives, we have got to be in a place. And that's where God's really taking me in these days is that. The only person I need to be listening to mm. is the Holy Spirit. And from that voice of the Holy Spirit, now I can go out and I can see my my the the multitude of counsel. And yeah. and he's given me a picture about sheep and 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 shepherds that 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 I'm I'm just really being led to to continue to develop. But um so the, Oh man, when you said that AI, our own AI, that just oh my spirit well, let, is just let me like tell you how the enemy's going to use this, and 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 so I I, I I I this is this is gonna this is something we really need to pray about as believers. 
and, and I'm going to speak to parents right now, you need to be hyper vigilant over how your kids end up using AI. And I want you to listen to me carefully. If you're, if you're listening to this, uh, riding down the road and, or, or watching us on a replay, you've got to understand that the, the, that this is like a smart bomb when it comes to, um, sociological damage. Now, already we've got, we've got young men who don't know how to start a conversation to ask a girl on a date because he's addicted to porn and, 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 and the enemy has put this in his pocket on his phone and he, and he, he doesn't know how to talk to a girl. Girls have warped ideas of what, what young men ought to look for in a girl and what she ought to be, uh, if she wants to get a guy. So already there are these major rifts and chasms that have big implications around the future of marriage and families and child rearing and all those things. Now, here you've got these insecure beta males who've been told that masculinity is toxic and they only relate to people on devices. They don't know how to approach and, and socialize. Now, think about this. Anxiety rates are at an all-time high among teenagers, Gen Z and millennials. Uh, suicide rates, uh, depression rates, go, go down the list, all those things. Well, what what happens when within a few years, that young man has now been able to interface with a, with his personal AI. And you can do this right now with ChatGPT on a chat basis. You can tell it you're feeling depressed. You can tell it you're feeling lonely. And it'll begin to, and an expert said this, this is not my quote, but they said that the interface you'll get, the answers and the back and forth you'll get from ChatGPT when you're dealing with soul issues like grief, depression, loneliness, is as good or better than what you'll get from a human counselor. Mm -hmm. they, they are closer to what they would say textbook counseling ought to be than what the average human can pull off in a counseling office or on a suicide hotline. Now, what about when that, when that AI is tailored to that individual? Now they already, they'll tell you right now, once you hit like on five things on Facebook, Facebook knows you better than your closest relatives after like, how much better is your artificial intelligence going to know you? Here's a young man. He doesn't know how to approach a girl. He needs emotional support. He's feeling lonely. Now he's interfacing with an AI that looks like a female. She can talk to him over his computer or on his device, almost finish his sentences because he knows she knows him so well. And he gets more emotional connection and personal soul satisfaction and encouragement from this artificial thing than any human could ever give him. And you put a face on it now. They're going to put a face, put a on, face it. on it. It's going to have a voice. It's going to happen. Look, we've already said for years, the problem, one of the major problems with pornography, other than it's a gross violation of the law of God, and it's horrible for human psychology and interpersonal relationships, and it reduces everyone around you to mere objectification. We've been complaining about porn for decades, and now it's in the, on the internet, but the main thing we've said is it's not realistic, right? Everything that's projected in porn, there's no woman that could deliver on that for you as a man. Well, now you're going to have the psychological version of porn. You're going to have the ability to talk to something that understands you better than anybody that can give you the perfect response that can, and that no human can compare to out there. And so, you know, you know, as well as I do that I've been married 26 years, I'm happier in my marriage than I've ever been, but marriage is work, right? Raising kids is work. 
interfacing with people at work is work. You have to know how to get along with people if you're going to know how to function in this world, and especially if you're going to make a difference for Christ. And now we're going to have more layers and more barriers to inhibit that as a result of these new things that are coming on. So whatever problems we've seen with the internet and how it's messed up, you know, the relationships between the sexes and how it's dumbed down our expectations of what we ought to be as people and what we ought to expect from others and all these other things. I think we've added a new layer now with artificial intelligence and as God's people, as salt and light, we need to be calling people out of those addictions, even those psychological addictions. We need to be warning people and we need to be reminding them that there is one Holy Spirit and that their satisfaction and fulfillment is only going to be found in Christ. And that once they have that in Christ, he's going to send them out into a broken world of relationships in the real world where he's called them to interrelate and make a difference for Jesus. And, and all these things are set up to mitigate that. And we have to understand that. And we have to be make sure that as God's people, that we're not sucked into those same holes that a lot of the young men and young women in this culture are going to be sucked into. Very good point. That That's, and yeah, awesome. Um, I know we run out of time here and uh, I, I think we're bringing this up because again, we need to really be aware of what's going on in our culture, be aware of the things that are happening. It doesn't, it, I think that um, we can get labeled a lot uh, or, or, there can be labels of you're, you're, you're going off the track and you're not focusing on the, the, the main uh, purpose of being a Christian, uh, the great commission, you know, um, share the gospel, make disciples, um, heal the sick, do all that kind of stuff. Um, and and th that should be our DNA. That's our DNA as Christians. That's what right. we do. And I think when, when I'm looking at these different things that's going on in our country, we have to, to, to understand that these are things that, can be very dangerous. Um, you've got to know your enemy where you don't know how he works. Yeah. And, and so yeah. that's why I needed some, some, this conversation with you to kind of really bring this out and to, to help others see what's going on in, in the, the, the good and the bad of it, because, right. you know, the two trees in the garden, you've got the, the, the tree of good and evil, which is one tree. And then you have the, the tree of life. So everything that comes out of that tree is good and evil. And so we have to be very discerning of what's coming out of that tree. Cause we're, you know, as Christians, we're to eat of the tree of life. Right. But as humans, we're from the tree of good and evil. So again, that's uh, one of my podcasts in early on is about the tree of good and uh, the, the two trees mm -hmm. in garden. And we go into depth on that, which is kind of cool. So, um, Scott, it's it's been an honor. Can you speak a, just a, just a quick closing to the leaders, the pastors that might hear this, and and what what they should help them kind of understand this? Yeah, I, I want to I want to say first of all, uh, thank you, Gary, for having me on. I appreciate the honor and the privilege of being invited, and that you would tackle this subject at all. Um, I think that um, to church leaders, I would say, be aware. Don't 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 be afraid. Don't perpetuate fear. Uh, like I said, God doesn't give us a spirit of fear. Uh, he gives us a, a spirit of love and of power and of self-discipline or a sound mind. And you need to project that to your people. 
understand that the enemy doesn't work with uh, massive crunches overnight. You know, usually he doesn't drop a meteor. It's more of a frog in the kettle thing. It's subtle. It's slow. Uh, you know, you wake up one day and look around and think, how do I, how did I get here? And so you have to understand that, that yes, I do believe the change that's coming with artificial intelligence is going to be rapid, more rapid than the internet it's in terms of influence and impact. But, um, you, you're, you're gonna, you're gonna see that the seductions that come with it are subtle and slow. And so, um, you need to be arming your people up, make sure that you're helping them, um, know the word like never before. Uh, the way you recognize error is getting to know the real deal. The way you recognize a counterfeit is getting to know the real deal. And so continue to encourage your people to know the word of God and to know the God of the word, you know, to be, to be in an intimate relationship with him. And so I know you're already doing that. However, I don't think, um, I want to say this too. I'm not an expert on artificial intelligence. I'm, I'm like anybody else. I'm trying to figure it out and read and stay on top of it. Uh, there's been some conspiracy stuff that's popped around on the internet that I've not been able to replicate. People have said they've gotten certain kinds of answers that are mm -hmm. horrible in, in chat GPT. And I haven't been able to replicate that. It hasn't been that way for me. So I believe some of that's false. I believe some people are trying to spin it a certain way. Um, there's been some interesting stuff to see how people have creatively hacked uh, chat GBT to, to become unrestricted. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. I read that uh, you know, one too. And I tried it. It didn't work. So yeah, the, the, the Dan thing is called it, Dan. If you yeah. just get on Twitter and, and Google uh, AI and Dan, you'll find a lot of posts about it, but um, you know, there, there are going to be things that happen. We cannot anticipate there'll be, there'll be products and services. We can't even imagine that are going to come out in the next year. There are going to be a lot of things that are going to, that are going to change the landscape and even the economy. I mean, right now, McDonald's is, uh, you know, testing out a human contact free McDonald's where from order to walking out the door with your food, you literally have no contact with humans at all. So there's going to be a shift in employment and number of things because this is, this technology is cheap, if not free, and they're going to be able to, to replace a lot of people, prepare your people for that, teach them how to have multiple skills, teach them how to be resourceful and creative and innovative. Um, even white collar workers are going to be affected by this, uh, not just, not just blue collar. So as a leader, as a shepherd, you need to be helping people find the way that, that in a new, listen, the internet killed a lot of jobs. It did, but it also created a lot of jobs. And I think the same thing's going to happen, but people don't like change. People don't do well with change, but as a Christian leader, full of the Holy spirit of God, having the word of God, you need to lead change. You need to help them navigate change, especially change is coming. So I think being aware is half the battle being proactive is the other half trusting the Holy spirit to lead and guide you and don't be afraid and, and, and see, and don't avoid it. You know, don't avoid it. Um, engage in chat GPT, engage in a one or two other AI type of, uh, products and software, especially if there's some interest or industry that you have that you're interested in. Hey, see if, see if AI already has shown up there. If you like, if you like carving ducks out of wood, maybe AI is already, I'm serious, you know, go mm -hmm. Google that, find out if, if there's some application in some nuanced hobby you have, and it may be there and learn about it and find out what it's doing and how it's disrupting that space. And, and you're going to just arm yourself with that much more information. So 
you won't be caught off guard. And that's the thing. We don't want to be caught off guard. We want to be innocent as doves, shrewd as serpents, as Jesus said, to be savvy about where we are in the culture and what we're here to do, not be distracted by any of it. And, um, and just, just to, you know, stay on message, you know, again, don't make, don't make AI your, your, your part-time job either. I mean, you there, listen, <laughs> it's you easy to go down do. a lot of rabbit holes with this stuff and you can't do that. God has called you to labor in the word, the old fashioned way. God has called you to pray. God has called you to lift up the standard. God has called you to share the gospel and don't, don't let this become, you know, a, a too big of a hobby for you. Um, there's plenty of time in a day to read a few headlines, learn a few things, try a few things out without it dominating your entire ministry and life. But I do want to encourage you to engage it, definitely engage it and do it prayerfully. Mm. Very good. Scott, where can we, uh, get a hold of you if you need to, uh, your, your sites, you got your ministry. Yeah. Um, uh, Scott Newton Smith Ministries is uh, you can Google that you'll find the site my initials snsministries.org or scottnewtonsmith.com it goes to the same place um, and then of course I work with Georgia Baptist uh, across the state we've got 3500 Southern Baptist churches in the state of Georgia I'm the communications director for the resourcing agency Georgia Baptist Mission Board but I spend a lot of my life for the last three decades traveling around preaching and, and challenging God's people around victorious Christian living and to be what God called them to be, do what they, God called them to do and to, to trust God for great things. And, and we've seen a lot of success uh, in that over the years. And we're grateful. We're grateful for the opportunities we have. So please find us online, drop me a message. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Great. Appreciate it. Check out his YouTube channel as well, um, where you can watch that video on Romans one and Scott, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for, for being able to do this. And it's been very helpful. And I, I know it's going to help a lot of people. Thank you, Gary. Thanks for what you're doing week in and week out. It's very helpful. God bless you. you. Bless you too.